Hello, hello and welcome. This is Dr. Barry, and I'm glad you joined me again today for another amazing show with the Health and Wellness Connection podcast. First off, I want to thank all the listeners out there in the whole wide world listening, especially those on AfroVibesRadio.com, again, the best source of AfroVibes music and entertainment, as well as those listening on SoundCloud and the various podcast feeds out there on the interwebs. So today is going to be a pretty cool show. We're going to talk more about wellness and awesome ways to achieve better wellness. Now, wellness to me is a topic that's um, not really focused on enough, in my opinion. And I want to make sure this show is a source of information that people can use to find various ways to improve their health and wellness. Now, for me, I do have four kind of main tenets of wellness that I like to kind of reiterate and and preach, if you will, to those who are willing to listen. And today we're going to go over some of those tenets and kind of lay the groundwork for future shows as we're going to further explore each individual tenet in various shows in the near future. Now, the four tenets are pretty basic stuff, so I'm not going to really kind of reveal some secret information that you don't already know about, but I think kind of reiterating the importance of these various details is, is very important as well, so we're going to do that here today. Now, there are four big things when it comes to wellness that I like to tell people to focus on and improve in order to improve their overall health and wellness. <laughs> now, those four tenets are, number one, nutrition. Number two, learning how to sleep slash rest slash relax. And that's a kind of a complex topic. And we're going to just briefly touch on that here today. And of course, future shows are going to really break it down even further. Third is travel and simply just kind of getting out of your comfort zone and getting into new and different environments. And lastly, exercise. Definitely not least, but, you know, we're going to talk about how important exercise is and, you know, why incorporating it into your regular routine can literally be life-saving. Now, nutrition. Um, nutrition is one of those things that, again, is kind of a general term that people know about, but they don't really understand, in my opinion. And I think that really getting to the bottom of what nutrition is and how it's critical to you is uh, something that's not really focused on enough. So, in a nutshell, with nutrition, nutrition is essentially anything you put in your body. It's anything you consume and eat for calories and, and minerals and different important um, source product, if you will, for your body to build new cells and different parts that will help you continue to, to function as a normal human being. <clears throat> now, with nutrition, there's a, it's a very complex topic, obviously. People have whole degrees in this, but the kind of the quick, um, kind of the quick definition of nutrition, if you will, um, is, I guess, according to Webster, it's the process of providing or obtaining the food necessary for health and growth. So this is clearly, you know, kind of a very generic explanation. But as humans, we have to understand that nutrition is a very complex um, subject. First and foremost, nutrition is essentially whatever you consume that acts as the building blocks for how your body makes new cells. So essentially junk in, junk out. So it's very important that you understand what you're putting in your body and how it's affecting your body and what your body is, body is doing to those different foods you consume and what it creates out of it. Now, if all those who read my book, uh, 
my next little weight loss 2.0. You all know that I'm a big proponent for calorie counting. When I say calorie counting, I don't literally mean you should be obsessively counting each various more so that you put in your body, but you should have a general idea of the general um, number of calories you're consuming throughout the day. And, and more importantly, or equally as important, you should try and consume foods that not only fall within your calorie recommendation for the day, they're also containing all those various nutrients and minerals that you require for the day. Now, what exactly those are, you know, that's a very complex discussion, which we'll definitely, you know, talk about in the future. But today, uh, we're going to just kind of kind of keep it journal just for brevity purposes and just kind of really relay the importance of how nutrient dense foods are going to be very important um, as part of a, a, a diet of someone interested in maintaining good health and wellness, primarily because when you're eating, calorie counting is, is very important. And you want to make sure that when you're counting calories and eating the appropriate number of calories, those calories you do consume are high quality calories, meaning you're not eating a bunch of empty calories. For instance, if you have a 2,000 calorie count, 2,000 calorie recommendation for the day, and you just consumed you know, 1,900 calories worth of french fries, clearly your nutrition will probably be lacking due to the fact that all those calories you consumed aren't really containing those essential minerals and vitamins you need or your body needs to function. So understanding the importance of eating well and eating high-quality foods and high-calorie, or not high-calorie, excuse me, high-quality calorie foods is, is critical. Now, for a quick little synopsis of kind of some of those foods that are really considered high-quality calories, I just want to run off a couple foods that I always recommend folks try and incorporate because it's just the high quality of the calories that are contained within these items. One of my favorite foods that I tell people a lot, especially if you um, do like to eat uh, fish, is salmon. Salmon is one of those what we call high-quality or high-calorie, no, high-quality foods with very nutrient-dense profiles. For, for, for instance, it has high-quality omega-3s, which is a very high-quality animal protein, which has been shown to be helpful in uh, protection against heart disease and other ailments. It also has a ton of minerals and vitamins, as well as large amounts of magnesium, potassium, selenium, and even all the B vitamins, those of which are very important for producing energy and improving overall vitality. Eating something like salmon once or twice a week is a great way to get all your omega-3s that your body and your brain needs. And, uh, sorry, I misspoke. Omega-3s are actually beneficial for brain health and cellular brain cellular functionality. So you want to definitely, you know, improve the consumption or increase the consumption of omega-3s, and fish is an excellent way to do that. Now, as an alternative, you could take vitamin supplements, but to literally replace all the supplements you would gain from eating high-dense foods like fish, it would be quite a few pills. So instead of taking a five, four or five different pills to get all the vitamins and minerals in that fish, eat fish and gain those benefits that you would, uh, you would otherwise have to take a plethora of supplements to, to consume or to gain. Another high-quality food is kale. Now, kale is one of those controversial foods that are extremely, <laughs> extremely um, polarizing as far as how you feel toward it. Some people love it to death. Some people hate it to death. Um, but you can't argue with the fact that it's a very high-quality, nutrient-dense food um, with vitamin C, vitamin A, 
vitamin K. There's a whole host of vitamins that are present present large quantities in kale. So that, in addition to its high fiber content and uh, high protein content, are some of the really good reasons why kale is one of those high quality nutrient dense foods that, if eaten regularly, can be an excellent source of of, of nutrition as well as can be a great way to improve your health and wellness. Seaweed is another great one. Seaweed is a fantastic uh, vegetable in the sense that it's loaded with all sorts of minerals and uh, various bioactive compounds, including antioxidants such as phyocyanins and carotenoids, which not only do they help fight cancer, they also are very powerful anti-inflammatory foods. Now, anti-inflammatory uh, diets is something we're going to actually talk uh, talk about exclusively in a future podcast, but I want to kind of kind of shed some light on why eating and nutrition is so important. And I mean, the list goes on and on. We're going to really post a whole lot of information regarding high quality foods. You can find those as well as well on my blog at www.controlyourweight. That's spelled control your w number eight dot com. We regularly post a lot of great information regarding high quality, um, high dense nutritious foods. And uh, those are just a few, but those examples are just one to show you as far as why it's so important that a good diet chock full of nutrient-dense foods is critical to maintaining a health and wellness profile that will ensure you to have a longer and healthier life expectancy. Now, that was just a small little tidbit. We're going to go more detail regarding nutrition in future shows, but uh, as far as my tenets of wellness, nutrition is Definitely one of those, all for the various reasons uh, previously mentioned. Now, the second um, tenant that we're going to also talk about in a future show, but I just want to give you a a brief uh, groundwork today, is the importance of sleep. Getting enough sleep is critical as part of an active and healthy lifestyle, as we talked about on a previous show. But it can also benefit your heart, your weight, your mind, and a whole host of um, aspects of your existence that you probably didn't realize. I mean, even simple, even simply getting 30-minute naps in throughout the day has been shown to be beneficial to your health and wellness. But there's nothing more important than getting that six to eight hours of sleep with a significant component of REM sleep, which is, again, sleep where you're actually undergoing a dream state. It's been shown once you undergo that REM state of sleep, that tends to be the most restful type of sleep and more or or associated with improved um, wellness and uh, health benefits. So, um, and as far as sleep being important with lifespan, there's actually been direct studies showing um, that it can definitely improve your lifespan. There's one study in 2010 that talked about um, sleep and how important it is in people's lifestyles. And this study looked at um, women ages 50 to 79 who got less than five hours sleep and those who got more than five hours sleep. Now, it was found that those who got less than five hours of sleep had a significantly decreased life expectancy to those women who actually had more than six and a half hours of sleep. So simply getting less than six and a half hours of sleep per night can literally reduce your overall life expectancy. Now, why that is, is clearly due to a variety of reasons, but what you do know is that not getting enough sleep can literally be deadly. This has been proven in countless studies and is clearly um, indicative in 
kind of how you feel. I mean, think about yourself when you're, you know, kind of up all night or don't really get a good rest. I mean, see how terrible your body feels. It's that's if you, you feel like that for a reason and reason being your body is not at its optimal functionality because it wasn't able to recharge appropriately due to the lack of appropriate sleep. And your body usually doesn't lie to you. Now, we do have a habit of ignoring the signs of our body is trying to give us, be it the signs of fatigue from not getting enough sleep or pain associated with some sort of injury we're not really properly tending to. And these are the things that I think can be very harmful if we ignore signs that our body is undergoing stress and choose to ignore them for whatever purpose. And like we said previously on the other shows, sleep is important in helping reduce inflammation. So you can have reduced uh, risk of heart disease, stroke, diabetes, arthritis, and other inflammatory or and other conditions so associated with increased inflammation. Sleeping can literally save your life, especially for someone who suffers from chronic inflammatory conditions like irritable bowel syndrome or Crohn's disease or rheumatoid arthritis or any of these conditions associated with diffuse systemic inflammation. Sleep has been shown to help reduce the state of inflammation and which can overall improve which can overall improve one's functionality and, of course, their life expectancy. All right. So with sleep, um, we've talked about how important that is. But one thing that um, we, re we briefly spoke on earlier was even the benefits of napping. Napping is something that's, you know, very important as well. Um, technically, a nap is considered um, something greater than 10 minutes, less than 40 minutes. And napping in itself um, has been looked at numerous times in different uh, studies. One particular study was groundbreaking, came out of NASA in 95, showed the beneficial effects of napping um, by 747 pilots. And it showed them that simply napping just 40 minutes a day could increase their um, vigilance and performance by 16%, their reaction time by 34%, um, other studies even shown massive improvements in people's memory and just overall alertness. So with a simple nap, napping has even been shown to be far more effective than coffee and caffeine in improving verbal memory, motor skills, and perceptual learning. So if you're feeling tired and, you know, you just want to get a little bit of a refresher, taking a simple 30 to 40 minute nap can be far more powerful than drinking coffee or taking some no-dos or snorting meth or taking cocaine, like a lot of people choose to do, unfortunately, to get that energy boost. So it's very critical that um, we value the importance of taking good naps, as well as getting good rest, and even meditating. Um, um, we have a really exciting show, as well, on meditation, which we're going to do very soon. We're going to talk to some awesome practitioners of various arts, including Tai Chi and yoga, and really explore the and benefits of that. So just understand, in my opinion, I think getting good rest, napping, relaxing is a critical tenet to getting uh, an improved health and wellness profile. So if you want to improve that, make sure you're getting enough rest throughout the day. And for most people, six to eight hours of sleep and at least maybe 30 minutes, 10 to 30 minute naps um, is probably the ideal uh, time frame you should be aiming for. Now, when it comes to health and wellness, in addition to the two previous um, subjects we've briefly discussed, one of the most important, I think, 
as well as most one of the more beneficial um, things you can do to help improve your wellness and health is traveling. I mean, studies have shown that traveling is a great way to improve your overall health and enhance your creativity. Um, just getting out of your current um, situation, your current environment, and getting into a new environment, which will force you to confront new challenges, um, new people, and really just kind of you know integrate yourself into a different environment can have dramatic effects on your overall health and wellness. One thing that's been shown about traveling is that it can improve your social and communication skills. The thing about traveling is that in addition to going into a new environment in a new location, people interact differently with one another and they engage each other differently. And as someone who's not used to that environment, you can actually learn to appreciate <clears throat> some of these differences and try to adjust yourself and your, your personality to fit in with these groups. Simple things such as this can be a great way to help expand your ability to interact with different people of various cultures. Traveling also helps you understand other cultures, which can help improve your overall you know, intelligence as well as reduce your ignorance of other areas, which is, I think, a goal everyone should have. <clears throat> Traveling also can help broaden your horizons um, because most people who form ignorant opinions of others do so because they base it off of bad information. Getting to know people who may be of a different culture, race, religion than yourself is a great way to help, I think, reduce pre prejudice, bigotry, and narrow-mindedness. Because if you interact with other people, you start to understand that some of those various rumors and different stereotypes <clears throat> may not be as accurate as initially suspected. Traveling can also boost your confidence. I mean, once you learn how to go somewhere and interact with a different group and kind of ingratiate yourself in that culture, you tend to get more confident in your abilities to do different things. There's a lot of people out here who were very scared of leaving their their house or even their neighborhood. I've, I've known some people who were terrified of the concept of leaving their, their neighborhood because they were scared of what, what was out there. And instead of going out there and experiencing different cultures and environments. They'll just watch a movie and base their entire perception of said group <laughs> off of the movie they saw, the TV show they saw. And you can see, obviously, this is fraught with issues and problems. So getting out there and really traveling, just, just going out to different areas and just kind of existing can be a great way to help boost your overall confidence and really improve your ability to cope and, and uh and uh, adjust to different situations. Now to talk of the food aspect, which is also a huge part of traveling, and kind of goes into our nutrition aspect earlier. Because once you travel, you start to experience various foods that other cultures engage in and consume. And a lot of times, these food ideas can be great, great um, cuisines you can incorporate into your daily um, cuisine. For instance, um, when I recently took a trip, um, to Mexico, I, I, I learned that there were some fantastic dishes that um, were consumed um, down there that I really wasn't aware of, and I've grown to love quite a bit. One of my favorite dishes that I've eaten, I guess, quite a bit ever since starting to travel has been ceviche, one of those dishes that you don't really hear much about, and 
for those who are uninitiated, ceviche is uh, kind of like a ceviche is one of those dishes. It's it's basically um, a, um, a cold dish, typically made from fresh raw fish, cured in citrus juices like lemon or lime, and usually given a little bit of a spicy, um, uh, spicy taste with chili peppers. Sometimes they're throwing vegetables in there, avocado. I mean, it's one of those dishes that I have grown to love, and I would have never have known about it had I not really got out, gone out there and explored. And this can be said um, by thousands of people, I'm sure, who have been lucky enough to kind of escape their local surroundings and get out to the different parts of the globe and kind of experience different cultures. And traveling is one of those things that can give you that kind of experience that you wouldn't get otherwise. Traveling also is a great way to help you know yourself because with traveling, you really don't know what you're capable of until you get out there and do something that you've never really experienced before. And you can kind of see how you would adjust to certain situations. Um, when you're in the same environment, so let's say you're on your same neighborhood block for year after year after year, see the same people, go to the same stores, go to the same you know, place to eat. Over time, um, you lose some things as far as your ability to cope and adjust to new environments. Traveling can help keep those skills sharp so that, you know, when things happen or dramatic changes occur, you'll be more likely able to adjust and keep uh, functioning better than others who haven't been able to do such a thing. So traveling is something I advocate greatly, and uh, I think during my travels here going forward, we'll be bringing you some great content from various regions just to illustrate some of the benefits of traveling and why it can be such a great way to improve your health and wellness. For future shows, we're going to, again, bring some of those um, awesome experiences to you here on the Health and Wellness Podcast. And also, we'll be soliciting for viewers and, and listeners as well to you know, send me their various experiences and how traveling has helped them and, and uh, how it's changed their lives. And we'll talk about you know, some of our listeners and some of the benefits they've obtained as well. And last but not least is exercise. Exercise is one of those critical things that we're going to talk about at length here on this show. we got a lot of amazing shows lined up actually very soon on this very topic. But we're going to just kind of briefly hit on some of those high points here regarding exercise and why I feel it's one of my major tenets in anyone looking to improve their health and wellness. I mean, exercise is essentially any any movement that makes your muscles work and requires your your body to burn calories. And with exercise, it's it's so important that we understand the the actual type of physical exercise that I'm referring to. Things that really make you you know burn calories and get a sweat going, including swimming, running, jogging, walking, dancing, hiking, you know anything that makes you kind of function, get up and get active. So many benefits to exercise, both physically and mentally that you should really understand, um, mainly because it's, it's so important. Number one, exercise is something that has been shown to directly improve mood and an overall happiness in those who engage in it regularly. Um, exercise is, is, does that for many direct ways. First off, exercise itself produces endorphins that actually help produce positive feelings and reduce perception of pain. We talked about this on a previous show. It's called that you know stereotypical runner's high that people get 
after exercise where they feel very euphoric after a very strenuous workout. This, this endorphin uh, surge, if you will, um, has been associated in helping people improve their symptoms of anxiety because it actually helps reduce those symptoms. And also it makes people more mentally aware and more, more sharp. It's so important that um, exercise you know, can help benefit those mental and physical issues that clearly many people and many um, health associations recommend that it be something people do regularly or else they will definitely have a decreased life expectancy. Study after study has shown how exercise can improve depressed mood in depressed patients. And many believe it's due to that specific endorphin bowl that you get after a good workout. And of course, the most obvious benefit of exercise and engaging in it regularly is weight loss. Um, weight loss is one of those things that everyone's been fighting to do. It's, it's believed that yeah, one study recently purchased in JAMA in March of 2017 showed that over 55% of Americans are actually trying to lose weight. This actually slightly decreased from previous years, but still elevated to say the least. Um, so clearly most Americans are actually looking at different ways to lose weight and for one reason or the other, many people have not been successful. A regular exercise routine is critical in that, and one benefits of exercise is that once you lose weight, you tend to have improved um, self, um, you have improved confidence and um, improved self-identity, and overall improved mood. Exercise also can help improve your metabolic rate, which can help you burn more calories, which can help you keep the weight off. Exercise, I mean, it has so many benefits. It's, just, it's really uh, outrageous the number of and benefits it gives you. In addition to making you stronger by improving your muscle strength and bone strength, it also, again, improves your mental clarity and mental sharpness. You can also improve your energy levels just because people who exercise regularly have been shown to have increased levels of resting energy. Excuse me. And they can also suffer less from other issues with fatigue, including chronic fatigue syndrome and other syndromes associated with decreased energy. And like we said earlier, exercise. Now, getting regular exercise also can help promote sleep. Um, it's been shown that um, increasing your energy level and energy depletion, excuse me, during intense exercise consequently promotes improved sleep due to the fact that your body has to kind of wind down and get the body repaired to engage another session at a later date. So it's very important that um, when you improve your overall exercise level, you tend to have better sleep. Exercise also is is very effective in boosting your sex drive. Um, numerous studies have shown the benefits of how sex or how sexual activity is improved and increased um, with those who start to engage in more ex regular exercise regimens. One study that was very unique showed how a group of women in their 40s started to experience increased frequency in their orgasms when they incorporated more strenuous exercise routines in their daily or regular 
uh, lifestyles. Another study was done. Um, another study out of the uh, University of California, San Diego, showed that those uh, actually showed a group of men, 78 men, um, who were sedentary. Um, these men increased their workout routines to about 60 minutes per day, about 3.5 um, times a week per average. And it showed that from these men who started to improve or increase their sexual activity, excuse me, they were able to have a significant degree of enhancement of their sexuality and their sexual gratification than those who do not exercise. And when we say sexual gratification, we refer to improved frequency, um, adequate functionality down there, which is very important, as well as overall satisfaction. So exercise has so many benefits, um, and the importance of these benefits can't be stressed enough. But here we will stress it enough, and we're going to stress it more on future podcasts. So that, in a nutshell, are the four tenets of wellness. Again, nutrition, especially getting those nutrient-dense foods in the diet. Two, sleep and rest, get it at, getting it adequate amounts of both sleep at least six to eight hours and 10 to 40 minute naps at least once throughout the day travel learning how to get out of your comfort zone and experiencing new people new things new environments that has shown to have a direct effect in improving one's health and wellness and confidence and lastly exercise for various reasons that we've mentioned and we will continue to mention, exercise is one of the most powerful things you can do to help improve nearly every aspect of your health from inside and out. Again, thank you for joining us today on the Health and Wellness Podcast or Health and Wellness Connection, broadcasting live on Afro Vibes Radio and SoundCloud.com. Feel free to look me up for more information. Instagram is Dr. Barry MD Facebook www.facebook.com slash next level weight loss and lastly our world famous blog www.controlyourweightw8.com and that's spelled control your w number 8.com thank you and have a great day <laughs>